Broadcasting on the Chorus Radio Network and worldwide via the web for over six years, you are listening to The Real Money Show, brought to you by Guildhall Wealth Management. Today in studio, we have the president of Guildhall Management, Paul Wiseman, the senior analyst, Darren Long, and the queen of diamonds, Nicole Snitman, here as well, just uh, finishing off lunch and ready to roll. The uh, number to start investing, by the way, is one eight seven seven eight silver and online, therealmoneyshow.com. Make sure you pick up a copy of the uh, Precious Metal Advisor while you're there. It's all the information you need to know and lots more over the next hour. Darren Right down to brass tacks, my friend. Are you ready for my first question? Can you handle it? I am ready to go, John. There we go. Well, the uh, start of the week, the feds have once again dropped the amount of quantitative easing by an additional $10 billion. That is not uh, chump change. What do you guys, uh, what do you think about the decision? Well, the Fed has announced that they're going to reduce purchases of agency mortgage-backed securities to $5 billion a month from $10 billion. That's the first part of that change. Mm-hmm. The second was that purchases of treasuries are going to be reduced to $10 billion a month from $15 billion, and that they left the Fed funds rate at 0.25% as we expected they would do. Now, with the Fed's QE3 asset purchase scheme coming to an end, as it appears it will, and that's what the verbiage is telling us, uh, markets are speculating this week on whether the Fed will at this time alter its recent interest rate guidance language that states that its federal funds rate would be Mm -hmm. maintained as is for a, and I quote, considerable time. That was Yellen's words this week, and uh, nobody really knows how to uh, really analyze that type of terminology. Does considerable time mean two years, three years, five years? But the reality is that's what they do best. They leave people hanging. You never get the real conclusion. You never get the real truth. How long is a piece of string? That's a good point. But, you know, when you look at it, any any tweaking of that phraseology will create more price volatility in the U.S. dollar. And that's what they don't want. Um, and so would, it would also create volatility in the bonds, the stocks, and the commodity markets. And that includes our beloved gold and silver markets. Mm-hmm. So they try their best not to rock the boat. And markets are expecting some comment in the near future on the existing guidance. But they're also concerned that changing the guidance at this time may complicate the parallel track of winding down this quantitative easing program. And a lot of analysts that I speak to are really uncertain as to how they can justify, given the bad economic policies in the states of the uh, uh, in the state's economy itself in particular, how they can justify taking this money away from the system because it is really a slippery uh, slope. And again, they're riding a very fine line. Now, the the committee continues to anticipate, and I quote, the committee continues to anticipate based on its assessment of these factors that it likely will be appropriate to maintain the current target range for the federal funds rate for a considerable time after the asset purchase program ends especially if projected inflation continues to run below the committee's 2% longer-run goal. Now, that in and of itself is a crock of BS because they are suggesting that we are staring down the barrel of a deflationary uh, period of time when we know full well that longer term, not only are we going to experience inflation, but in the short term, could be a bout of hyperinflation. And again, I urge people, if you haven't this week already read it, I wrote an article called A Sinking Boat Without a Life Raft in a Sea of Sharks, Can You Survive? And this was the Precious Metals Advisor, the article that went out in the Advisor this week. And uh, essentially what I'm doing is wrapping my head around two outcomes or possible outcomes for the near future of the U.S. economy. It remains the world's largest economy and it impacts gold and silver heavily. Now, as we stare down this barrel, the headlines would dictate or tell us that to the layman person, 
the reason we can take away the quantitative easing is because things are getting better. So, of course, in turn, the stock market should continue to improve. Housing should pick up. The job sectors uh, that are producing jobs should grow. And that's not what's happening. I can guarantee you right now that the jobs outlook is terrible. We're going to talk about it in the show. But there are really only two options. One is really a global economic melancholy, while the other remains a very high inflation. And given where we are debt-wise, you have to understand this is a country that is just absolutely swimming in debt. Their debt-to-GDP GDP ratio alone is 101%, and wow. it hasn't been that high since the 40s. And, of course, the 40s is post-depression time, mm-hmm. and, of course, that's when they spend a ton of money. There was a ton of debt. And, of course, if you don't already know, the total U.S. debt at the end of the first quarter of this year, March 31st, totaled about $59.4 trillion, which is up nearly $500 billion from the end of the fourth quarter of 2013, according to the data. By comparison, total debt, which is the combination of government, business, mortgage, and consumer debt, was $2.2 trillion wow. just 40 years ago. So we've come a long way, and they are tagging this for all it's worth, and the cronies will continue to get their paychecks on Wall Street. The bonuses will flow. They will, in turn, put a portion of the money they're receiving from the feds right directly back into the stock market. It will leave the impression that the market is growing, that it's okay for the little guy to return. All the while, assets like gold and silver go uh, unmanaged and not part of everybody's portfolio as they should be. Well, I just find it extremely interesting that the, the stock market keeps going up and up and up with all the bad news that we get, uh, with ISIS, with what's happening in Syria, what's happening in Gaza, what's happening in the Ukraine, never mind parts of West Africa. Uh, we got the Ebola diseases, which is just going rampant right now. Yet the stock market keeps going up. Now, the analysts, the smart money are very, very aware that nothing goes up in a straight line and there's going to be a huge correction. Um, there was a chap on the other day, I believe he's from Wharton College, Siegel. Um, he runs Money Tree as well. Um, and he's saying, well, there's going to be a correction. And this guy is the most bullish guy in the world. Uh, it has to come to a halt. You can't keep on printing money, fiat currency. Paper currency always comes to a bad, bad ending. Uh, you can look at inflation. You can look at Germany uh, in, the, the end of 19, in the end of the 1930s where, you know, eventually you needed a wheelbarrow to go and buy a loaf of bread. That's what it really needed, a, a wheelbarrow full of money. Um, we've had it in Argentina. We've had it in Zimbabwe. You know, there's where inflation takes over, where countries are printing money, what they're actually doing is confiscating your wealth. You know, Darren came up with a, a figure before of $59 trillion or something. I think the last budget deficit was around about $17 trillion. There is actually another $180 trillion that's not even on the books. That's with the health care issues, which is Blue Cross and Social Security. How can you possibly pay back this type of money? Nobody even figures out what a trillion dollars looks like. Darren, you did uh, a report a couple of weeks ago. We did a seminar what does a trillion dollars look like or $17 trillion look like? Well, $17 trillion is unfathomable. I can't even picture <laughs> it in my head. But a trillion dollars would cover, I mean, you know, the width in, in six-foot-high skids stacked with $100 bills. Uh, it, it would literally cover the entire circumference of the White House, uh, a, a <laughs> NFL-sized uh, football field. 
um, you know, a, a 53 foot rig wouldn't even stretch long enough to cover the width of how many skids oh. you would need to cover it. And uh, it's mind boggling because when we do the seminar, we show people about money and you can think of things that you can spend or buy right up to even maybe, you know, a hundred million dollars you could spend, maybe even a billion. You could say, Hey, I'm going to buy a team or a sports team or something of that nature. But when you get to the trillions, the mind really has no concept no. of what that is. And uh, that's part of the problem. We stop learning uh, and stop understanding, so we tune out. We well, don't pay attention. The interesting thing is there was an article this week on CNBC. Uh, there's a, a very, very wealthy uh, Chinese gentleman uh, out of Macau, owns one of casinos. He's building a casino called Louis the Thirteenth, um, And he just ordered 30 Phantom Rolls Royces. Now, Phantom Rolls Royces is basically a half a million dollars. Yep. He ordered 30. It sounds like a lot. It's $15 million. When you're talking about 17, and they make a big fuss about 30 Phantom Rolls Royces, mm-hmm. what about $17 trillion worth of debt? The government, the U.S. government can never pay it off. We believe in hard assets, and I'm the first one to tell you the gold and silver has been beaten up over the last three and a half years. In 2011, May 2011, we hit a high of $49 for silver. Gold was trading in 1930. As we're recording this show today on Thursday afternoon, silver is trading uh, round about uh, $18.50, and gold is round about twelve twenty an ounce. Unbelievably cheap. This is the time to get in when everybody is lulled to sleep. At Guildhall, we sell physical product. We don't sell paper products. We're not in the equity business. We don't sell ETFs. We don't sell certificates. We don't sell futures, options on futures. We sell the hard asset, the hard bar. You drop a 100-ounce bar on the floor, it makes a clang. You drop a $100 bill on the floor, there is nothing. There's silence. You need to be in hard assets. Gold and silver, very undervalued. So if you want to open an account with Guildhall, it's very, very easy. If you want to buy product, you can take the product home for immediate delivery, make a phone call to us, pick it up, have it shipped to you. We even have an e-commerce site on our website. Go to guildhallwealth.com. Go to e-commerce. You can buy product right online. If you want to open a further account, we have two other options for you. We have a depository, which is unbelievable. This is where you can store your metal, your gold, your silver, your platinum, palladium, um, where it's allocated, it's segregated, it's insured. We even give you the bar numbers if that's what you require, and you can go visit your metal anytime you want. The other option we have is even to finance your precious metals, and it's not for everybody, but you can put up as little as 20% and finance the other 80%. So even if you look at the, the cost of silver today, it's $18.50. If you bought 5,000 ounces for about $90,000, for you to double your money, silver would have to go to $37. By putting up 20%, you're putting up basically, you know, four, let's say $4 an ounce. The market moves up $4, you've doubled your money. Moves up $8, goes to $27, you've tripled your money. This is an unbelievable way to get into the market. And if this is something that you want, if you're interested in making money, if you believe the same as we do, the gold and silver has to go up. The stock markets have moved up. Real estate has moved up. Gold and silver right now is a little depressed, but this is the time you get in when you're lulled to sleep. Give us a call. one eight seven seven eight silver and therealmoneyshow.com. Darren, the, uh, the U.S. financial position continues to deteriorate badly in the last 12 months. has increased by over $1 trillion. I know you had this written down here, and I know you're going to mention it, the uh, U.S. national debt clock. You alluded to it. This number written here, it's like uh, to see it on paper, it, it looks like you handed your kid a calculator and just went, 
and just typed on it and just did a bunch of numbers. That's yeah. how big this number is. The problem right? is the average calculator won't hold this number. <laughs> that's the problem, right? And again, that's the whole concept of tuning out and, and be very aware that those that control money, that those that are able to decide how much money gets printed are well aware of the fact that the human mind is unable to uh, fathom what this amount is, how it can be utilized, how it can move from point A to point B. And they want that. Back in the days when we carried physical dollars in our pockets, that wasn't the case. You had 100 bucks in your pocket or 10000 in the bank. That's what you spent. You had a credit card and you used it as a privilege, as a privilege, and you never, would never allow that card to amass any type of interest on the card. If it did, you got cut up right away. The reality is now it's a necessity. People live on credit, and that's the world we live in. But here, if you look at the outstanding public debt, as of September, as of yesterday, September the 17th, we're taping on uh, the 18th of September, the estimated population in the United States is 319 million people. Mm -hmm. So each citizen's share of the total debt, which is $17.7 trillion, is about $55,000. So imagine this, boom. I click my fingers, a baby's born, it's saddled with 55,000 debts. And listen to this sound. It's 165,000 right there. Right? That's a baby being born every second. More than that. And that baby is saddled the second it's born with $55,000 of debt. They're not walking away from this. There is no way this ends well. And the one and only true way that it can end well for people is if they protect themselves. Gold and silver is one way to do it. And in addition to gold and silver, of course, colored diamonds, which we'll be talking about later in the show. But it's hard to understand. It's hard to conceptualize. And during just Obama's term alone, the monetary base in the U.S. has gone from $868 billion to $4.1 trillion. So, I mean, that's just the amount of money on other in, in uh, physical form, paper, fiat currency, or in digital form. And it's getting worse and worse. So there's not a job recovery. There's not a housing recovery. There's not an economic recovery happening. Happening. It's smoke and mirrors, and Talk they're about hoping smoke the and mirrors. Person. I'm just reading right now on CNBC: ten percent of the U.S. population goes to work high, so they're in a blur anyway. <laughs> so you can tell them anything, and they're going to believe you. One eight seven seven eight Silver and the Real Money Show dot com online. More of the Real Money Show coming up, and more of the Real Money Show. Indeed, the number one eight seven seven eight Silver to start investing in the Real Money Show dot com. Darren, in the uh, segment prior to this, before the break, we're talking about the national debt. And, uh, you know, increase average of $2.37 billion per day since 2012. How does this happen? Well, listen, the feds are creating bubbles, John. And in the economy, it doesn't end well, as we said in the first segment. And if you look at it from a numbers perspective, and I'm a numbers guy, this is an astounding thing to look at. There's more than $7 trillion of additional U.S. national debt will have been accumulated over the eight-year duration of Obama's two presidencies, which is more than the accumulated U.S. national debt of all previous U.S. presidents combined. Wow. You hear that? In two presidencies, eight years, Obama has amassed more debt than all the presidents combined prior to him. And you think that this is good. Good job. Great job. Eh? I mean, that alone is, is grounds for dismissal if you're asking me to throw away the key. But this is not to mention, as Paul uh, alluded to in the first segment, the more than $200 trillion. He said $160 trillion, but it's now over $200 trillion of U.S. government unfunded liabilities, such as pensions and health care. Now, this is the problem. How do you get beyond these things? Well, they're going to try to let you know that everything's good. If they can get the little guy to think that it's good, he goes back to his normal ways. And here in Canada, we have a terrible habit of just doing something because we've always done it. 
and uh, we say sorry a lot too, but that's besides <laughs> the fact. But if I'm contributing to my mutual funds or if I'm contributing to RSPs, I tend to do it on a monthly basis. I never give thought to whether it's a good time to buy or not. I never look at the mutual funds or the RSPs I'm holding. I mean, I do, but I mean, the average person doesn't, unfortunately. Because they don't want to throw up on their shoes. Well, right? that's another thing too, right? And when you look at the numbers as a whole, it makes sense to own quality assets like colored diamonds, uh, physical gold, physical silver. When the total U.S. government debt of over $17.7 trillion, as we mentioned earlier, is added to all the U.S. business and personal debt, it approaches an astronomical $60 trillion. Oh. It's more than 25 five times the total outstanding debt that existed when the U.S. ended the gold standard in 71. And that's because they no longer have to tie it to anything of value. When you can push a button, print money, add a zero, do it electronically, of course you're going to get away with it. We call them hackers in the real world, but that's what I believe Wall Street has become. And they're very good at it, and that's what happens. Okay, so other data we're, we're mentioning between breaks that the housing stats once again are looking weak in the U.S. Give me some details. Well, if you look, at one, one thing is they're going to tell you what the FMOC meeting this week, the uh, amount of quantitative easing dropped. We'll reiterate that. It did, in fact, happen. But one look at the August housing starts in the U.S. and the permits data, and one will wonder just how it's possible that yesterday, that's Wednesday of this week, home builder confidence actually reported to uh, have risen to a nine-year high. According to the U.S. Department of Commerce, both housing start and permits tumbled in the past month in August with the housing leading indicator, that is permits sliding 5.6% and declining sequentially in every region of the U.S. with double-digit drops in the Northeast and the Midwest, while housing starts themselves tumbled by 14.4%. Uh, and this is wildly missing Wall Street expectations of only a 5.2% drop. And what about last week when, where we announced that foreclosures are up in the states mm-hmm. on homes, where the banks have been holding people's properties which have been underwater. I mean, you've got a house that's worth 500000 that all of a sudden is worth 200000 A lot of these banks, regional banks, have kept them on their balance sheet because they don't want to say, well, it's only worth two hundred and take a $300,000 loss on hundreds and hundreds of homes especially in California, still in Florida, still in Las Vegas, Arizona. You know, the properties, not every property has gone up. You know, if you buy the best, you pay a little bit extra, and normally it actually keeps you a little bit safe from any type of problems. And we talk about this even in the diamonds. When you buy the best, they always increase in value. It's the same thing in real estate. It's location, location, location. You know, in New York... You know, the homes, the brownstones, some of the condominiums, they've gone nothing but up because they're desirable. That's what people want. You want to go to the middle of Arizona or you want to go to Vegas in the middle of the desert. You want to go to California where there's no water. Take your pick. Um, You know, it's pretty, pretty cheap Mm -hmm. because they can't get rid of the houses anyway. But I'm just reading another article while we're doing the show. Microsoft, they're laying off 2,100 employees this week. Microsoft's a pretty big company. Fairly. In July, they announced they're cutting 18,000 jobs. Um, you know, you've got all these Sears. Is just, there's a, just a write-up uh, from, I think it's uh, Union Bank of Switzerland or Swiss Bank. They're just saying Sears is going to collapse. I mean, the stock is really down. It's, it's a, you know, it's, it's past. It's gone. It's, it's a relic. You know, things are changing in the States. Things are changing here in Canada. Uh, you know, 
we talk about the states a lot on this show for the simple reason, you know, when they sneeze in, in the U.S., we catch a cold in Canada. Uh, there was an article this week that, that they got it from the Bank of, uh, Bank of Canada. They said, well, we're not going to influence the dollar. We're going to let it land where it lands. You know, they complain about exports. You know, when the dollar's on par with the U.S., we can't ship our goods. But when you make a dollar ten on on currency, a dollar ten you're paying for a U.S. dollar. When you're importing fruit, especially coming now into into the fall and winter, we don't produce oranges or grapefruits or, or lettuces here in Canada. You know, we have some tomatoes and some peaches in the in the summer. That's about it, and a few apples. Yeah, yeah ice one. But, uh, but yeah, ice one. <laughs> but everything comes in from the states, whether it comes in or from Mexico or any other country. We are paying more for our product. That's where inflation comes from. You know, if you you look at the figures in Canada, you look at the figures in the states. They say there is no inflation. It's not even two percent. Well, I don't think any of these people that do the figures ever shop, ever put gas in their car, ever go to a movie, ever buy a cup of coffee. They're on a freebie. You know, people that work for the government, they're getting some freebies somewhere because they don't understand what inflation is. When you print money, you're confiscating people's wealth. The more you print, the more expensive things become, and that liquid, it just liquidates your, your currency. You need a hard asset like gold and silver in your portfolio to protect yourself against these turbulent times. The stock market will not remain at, you know, where it is. The Dow will not remain, nor will the NASDAQ. When you see companies like Microsoft laying off 18,000 people, that's not a good sign. One eight seven seven eight silver and the real money show dot com. We we're talking about uh, houses uh, just prior to that, Darren. Now, single family units are different than multifamily, right? Different drop. Absolutely, absolutely. If you look at what's been purchased since two thousand and eight, a lot of the bigger uh, fund players, uh, BlackRock being one of the biggest examples, took multi billion dollar bets on the rental uh, industry, and of course. Post-2008, when the home values dropped, many people were forced to go to the rentals. This is starting to slowly change. And, of course, uh, you are seeing that market fall apart. So although family, single-family dwellings uh, were, were basically flat in the most recent housing data, multifamily uh, dwellings were dropping off the face of the map. In fact, there was a uh, whopping drop of 31.5% on multifamily uh, new startups, uh, as well as a uh, drop of 13.5% for permits on multifamily dwellings. So they're moving away from that. Uh, I don't know where people are staying. I don't know how they're managing in this rental market, in this atmosphere. Rents have gone way up in the U.S. because people know in the hotspots that rents uh, are are going to be cheaper than owning the house. But um, while one can doubt the veracity of all this very volatile data, one thing is clear. Wall Street is having trouble clearing these multifamily uh, housing units, which also means that builders are confused very much so as to whether or not to keep building them and making them. And uh, this also means that uh, they could dump the whole theme. We have uh, multifamily units here. They're called condos. And uh, the same thing can be said here. I watched a documentary this week on CBC. I urge you to look it up. It was uh, on the condo market and uh, definitely a scary tone to that in terms of the quality of the condos being built, how fast they're going up and what could inevitably happen with as much as 40% of the market being owned by non-domestic investors. So very scary to think about that. And again, the reasons why I want to own gold and silver uh, because 
if I own gold and silver, what I'm essentially doing is protecting my purchasing power. And Paul was talking about inflation before. And to open up an account and actually own some silver and gold is very easy. And to take it home is easy. I mean, if you want to go to our website uh, at guildhallwealth.com, you can venture there, take a read, learn about some of the things we're talking about, and certainly get yourself educated. But more importantly, if you want to click in the top right corner, it's our e-commerce store. And you can start registering for yourself. And if you'd like to do your first purchase of you know, 10 or 20 ounces of silver or something just small to take home, by all means, go right ahead and do it. There'll be a shipping charge unless you're picking up at our office, but you can start your hoarding right away. Start a silver stack, it's get a good some hoarding. gold going, uh, and do it right away. And of course, it couldn't be easier, and we will help you along the way if you need some help to do it. Now, if you're looking to do something a little bit bigger, and you want to start, let's say, with 200 ounces of silver or more mm-hmm. or 10 ounces of gold or more, then perhaps the depository that we have, uh, that's the best way to approach the ownership of physical gold and silver. How's it work? You can open up the depository account with a bit of paperwork, and uh, we'll meet with you in the office over the phone, or you can fax it in. And, of course, we will get that account open for you. Whatever product you're purchasing will be stored in a very secure Class 3 vault that we use. Uh, that is a vault that is specifically designed to hold bullion, one of the safest in the world. And you have multiple options for where you store that product. You can actually store it here in Toronto. You could actually store it in Singapore. You can actually store it in Delaware. Hmm. Three options for you in terms of keeping your bullion. And, of course, you can buy in all of the LBMA, which is the London Bullion Metals Association standardized good delivery list. So when you're buying bullion, whether it's uh, silver one-ounce bars, whether it's maple leaf coins, whether it's 100-ounce bars or 1,000-ounce bars, and in in gold kilo bars, uh, we can do 10-ounce bars, we can do one-ounce bars, and even smaller. But the reality is whether it's any of those, this is the time to get that ball started. You don't want to come back to a place like Guildhall when the price of silver is doubled and you're looking back saying, I coulda, shoulda, woulda. It doesn't hurt to take a little bit of money that you're making, put it away, some of your savings, a little bit of what's not working for you, take it and put it into an asset like gold and silver and hold on to it and grow it over the years. And before you know it, it'll expand. You'll love the outcome because it does protect purchasing power. And I can give you lots of reasons why. If you call me up, I'll be happy to talk to you about what's happened over the last four or five decades. And as Paul said, Rome was never built in a day. And of course, he didn't make that saying, but it's better to be a month or two or three early on your purchase of gold or silver than to be one or two days late. Because in this environment, silver and gold have been undervalued for so long that it would not surprise me that once they take off, you miss the boat and decide not to invest altogether. So get the account started and you'll be very happy. And the other thing is when you're buying physical product, you're taking that product out of the market. When you trade in paper, whether you're buying equities or ETFs, um, certificates, it's paper. It's not the physical product. You want to take the physical product. You don't want someone to have your product product and hypothecate it 100 times. Mm. You want to take that product, have the bar numbers, whether you take it home buried in the back garden, put it in a safe deposit box. The problem is, is with silver, a 100-ounce bar weighs about 6.5 pounds. So if you're buying 10 bars, 1,000 ounces, you're looking at 65 you know, pound. It's heavy. And to put it in a safe deposit box, most safe deposit boxes are pretty small unless you yeah. buy a large box. You don't want to leave it in your home. You don't want to leave, be open to home invasion. Personally, I don't keep a nickel of gold or silver at home. I don't keep diamonds at home. It's in my depository. That's where I keep my product. It's safe. It's secured. It's 
insured with Lloyds of London. And as I said, if you want to open an account, you can even get the bar numbers. We're happy to do that for you. We're also bringing in very, very shortly video auditing where you can actually see your product online. It will be brought out into a viewing room with the numbers, and you can check off your numbers. I was at the vault last Friday with a client who has, you know, not a lot of, well, I guess it's a fair amount, 58 100-ounce bars. Mm. We got from the office the list of his bars. They brought it out on a skid, and we went through every single bar and ticked it off awesome. until he was happy that all that product was his. Um, and in actual fact, he's introduced me to uh, uh, a relative that's going to be purchasing uh, as well. So it, it's a wonderful opportunity to have product, to see your product, to own it, to take it out of the environment where somebody can hypothecate it or it doesn't exist. This is a hard asset. You should have 10, 15 to 20 percent in your portfolio. The stock market will not go up forever. One eight seven seven eight silver and therealmoneyshow.com. When you stop by that website, make sure you sign up for the Precious Metals Advisor. More of The Real Money Show coming up. And back with more of The Real Money Show, the number to start investing, one 274 9570 That would be the diamond number, as we like to call it, Paul. Let's talk about that, shall we? Absolutely, John. Um, I'm really excited. Um, I spoke to my partners uh, in Hong Kong this week. Uh, there's, there's been the uh, jewelry show in Hong Kong, and also at the same time there is the Argyle Tender that is in um, uh, Hong Kong as well. Um, prices are getting a little silly on Argyle Pinks. Um, they're asking unbelievable prices uh, for Argyles as much as 30% on some of the high-end wow. stones, which are the VS quality. Uh, at Guildhall Diamonds, we're very, very proud to bring to our clients a collection of incredible argyle pinks and yellows um, that we really, really go out of our way to bring the top, top diamonds to our clients. You know, when you buy the best, you pay a little bit more for the best, but those are the diamonds that increase in value at a rapid, rapid rate. Um, while I'm in the studio today, John, I just brought in a couple of pink diamonds that we just brought in today. Yes, I see. Um, you know, one of the God. diamonds, in actual fact, is a point two nine. It's a fancy deep pink. It's a purposely pink. It's a VS quality. It's an incredible stone. Um, I'm actually taking it to get it appraised today, but we will be putting that stone on the website um, for around about $45,000. Um, it's a, just a beautiful, beautiful stone. Um, it's a cushion cut. You can see the colors that are just coming off. This of that thing's unbelievable. I'm holding it right now. This yeah. thing is astounding. Isn't the color just oh. amazing? And at the same time, I'm just opening up another little package. Look at this stone, John. It's a point mm. three four. It's a fancy, intense pink. Again, VS quality. Um, it's a radiant, radiant cut. Yeah. And these are the type of cuts that bring out, you know, the color, the scintillation. And the color of that is, I would almost call that bubblegum pink. I wish we had a video camera on this show, honestly. It's so just incredible, these. isn't it? Yep. Just a beautiful, beautiful yep. thing. And so at Guildhall, we try to bring to our clients investment-grade diamonds. Um, in the studio with us today is Nicole Snipman, who's my daughter, and I'm extremely proud of her. She is a GIA diamond graduate. And, Nicole, why didn't you tell people listening out there, why we go out of our way to buy the best diamonds, why we buy the diamonds, why we choose certain diamonds over others? Well, I think that the first part of that has to come down to your taste factor. So um, for those of you who know Paul and understand Paul, 
he likes the best of the best. So that just comes down to his nature. It comes down to he only likes the best custom-made suits, the best wine. So that's just his nature. But the other reason is that if you buy the best, you're always going to do well in terms of investment. It's always going to hold its value and increase in value. If you buy something, you know, we talk a lot about whites to compare whites with with color diamonds, but whites don't hold their value unless it's a particular type, uh, D flawless. Um, So that's the best way that that customers are going to see their return on investment. And we just don't feel comfortable selling anything subpar. We believe in the best of the best. But the best is hard to find, right? Speaks to rarity. It is completely hard to find. We search and we search and we search. And, you know, maybe we'll find a diamond that meets our standards of excellence one a week. Hmm. Maybe it's really hard. And and just, you know, we're always giving you numbers for every 10,000 carats of white diamonds mined, one will be a natural fancy color diamond. To put it into perspective, 1% of all diamonds mined will be a natural fancy color diamond. According to Argyle Mine in Western Australia, less than 1% of the world's 140 million carats of diamonds are pink, and more than 90% come from the Argyle Mine. So you have to remember that less than 1% are pink. And then you have to look at, break that down further and say, okay, of the less than 1%, how many are high clarity grades? How many of those are investment quality? How many of those are high carat weights? So we come across a lot of SI pink diamonds as an example, which means slightly included, which we do not sell. We're one of the only companies really who sell exclusively VS pink diamonds because that's what we believe will bring the value and they're the most beautiful and the rarest. So you really have to look at the numbers. So I just want to give our our audience um, members a little look into the Mm -hmm. Argyle Mind and what they yield. So 80% of their their yield per year will be brown diamonds. So we discuss on the show all the time how brown diamonds – Really pretty, not, not investment, investment not yeah. so, not whatsoever. They really aren't. They're really for just enjoyment of jewelry. They don't go up simply because they're not that rare. 15% of their year will, yield will be yellow. Now, that doesn't mean their investment quality, and it doesn't mean that they're of a significant carat weight. So anything under 0.18 carats is called melly. It's really like a speck, and it's just what you put in to fill in the jewelry. I see, yeah. um, But it's not, you know, it definitely is an investment. You can't see it. You sneeze on a desk, and the melee Done. goes everywhere. Done. It's like dust. Then melly. 4%, <laughs> 4% of the yield are white, and these are industrial. So what you would see in medical offices and the like. For and to, and, and to cutters like to okay, cut another cool. diamond. Cool. And then 1% will be red to pink, green, and blue. The rest of the colors the make up the little 1%. from Argyle. And remember, Argyle, again, just to reiterate, 90% of the world's pink production comes from the Argyle mine, which is, will be closing in a few years. So you have to think about what that's going to do to global supply. Of course, we're seeing continual demand. So when we're talking rarity, those are just a few of the numbers that really help to break it down for you. These diamonds are exceedingly rare, exceptionally beautiful, and they make the most astounding investments. And the the return on these things, by, by yeah. return I mean over years, is 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 also equally as astounding. Eh, well, Paul? the Argyle pinks tend to double every you know every three to four years. So a fifty thousand dollar diamond in four years is worth a hundred thousand. You know, at the end of a ten year period, is easily worth you know quarter of a million dollars. Ten years not long. That's not long. I mean, we were selling, you know, these diamonds, uh, you know, a diamond that's selling today 
for 125000 as an example. We were selling five, six years ago for $30,000, $35,000. They've just gone up incredibly because, you know, you've got countries like China, which with brought brand new wealth, um, India, Brazil, um, and up to last year, Russia, where they were buying and they wanted what we had in the West. And I, yep. I spoke earlier, well, actually, uh, in Hong Kong right now, there is a big, big jewelry show, and pinks are going as much as 20 and 30% more than they did last year. Incredible. And that's rough, and that's not all VS quality diamonds. So at Guildhall, we only carry pinks in VS quality. In yellows, we try to, as much as possible, get IF, which means internally flawless, but we do also sell VS. And VS means very slightly included, but when we buy a diamond, the first thing that we actually look at is the color. Is the color evenly saturated? Is there something about the color that is strong? I mean, it has to be a strong, strong color. The next thing that we look at is the cut of the diamond because certain cuts bring out the fire and the scintillation. That make of that diamond is one of the most important things. The third thing we actually look at is the clarity. It's wonderful to get internally flawless, but to get an internally flawless diamond, what's happened is that diamond has been eaten away or or cut away, uh, cut away I should say, to get to be left with just the best, best piece of that diamond. Not always does does a cutter want to cut or polish a diamond away when it's a huge diamond and they want to keep the color and it's evenly saturated. Mm-hmm. So... Clarity is important, but it's not as important as the color. The fourth thing that we look at the other C is the carat weight. Now, when we're selling yellow diamonds, we sell everything above a carat because those are the most desirable diamonds, and those are the diamonds that go up in value. As Nicole said, in the Argyle pinks, for example, the smallest I think we've ever sold is a .18. Most of the diamonds we sell are a quarter of a carat and above, which, again, which is an investor grade. If you go to our website, Guildhall Diamonds, You'll see uh, some Argyle pinks. I think we're probably one of the only companies out there that has VS quality Argyle pinks up on their website. And again, we have a 0.53, a 0.55. We actually sold a 0.59 this morning. And we even have a 0.81. It's from the Argyle tender from Mm. 2012. Now, this time, we've actually taken the prices down from our website Uh, for a simple reason that the prices are going up, we have to replace the prices and replace the product when we sell a diamond. If there's something that you're interested in, give us a call, especially on the Argyle Pinks. This is something that if you're looking to retire, you're looking to put away for your kids' education, a natural fancy colored diamond to me is the best investment. It's portable wealth. It's insurable wealth. In 40 years since they've been keeping records, they have never, ever ever dropped in price. I'm a grandfather. I'm 67 years old. All my kids have diamonds. My grandkids have diamonds. Their education and they are taken care of for the future. one 274 9570 is that number and online at guildhalldiamonds.com. Nicole. Well, along with what Paul was saying is you have to educate yourself and that's where we come in. We love to educate people, but you have to buy right. So we don't have fancy location. We're a modest a modest office. We don't have the overhead that these fancy stores have. So we pass that on to our customers because that's the way you're going to realize your return. So you have to buy right. It has to be the right color. It has to be the right clarity, the right carat weight, and it has to be a good price when you're starting off. 
And um, that's where we come in. So give us a call. You can also get our buyer's guide, which will really help you. Which you wrote. Yeah. Yes. And I, I think that it's quite helpful. It's an easy read. And you have to be aware because if you go into a jewelry store, and for instance, you see a yellow, mm-hmm. it might not be a fancy because white diamonds are judged on the D, graded on the D to C scale. Okay. Okay, so it could have a lot of yellow in it, even though it's a white diamond. And you might think this is a natural fancy colored diamond when in fact it's not. So you really, really, really have to go with the experts. Talk to us. Let us teach you so that you know what you're doing in order to see the return. We'll take a short break. The number to start investing, 1-866-274-9570 and online at guildhalldiamonds.com. And back with The Real Money Show, the number to start investing, one 274 9570 and com is the diamond website. Paul, uh, news, just heard you launched an e-commerce website. Yes, we have. If you go to Guildhall Wealth, top right-hand corner, it says e-commerce. You can go and buy gold and silver, platinum and palladium. Um, it's very, very easy, whether you want to take... Uh, metal home, gold and silver, uh, especially, or whether you want to open an account, put it into a depository, it's available for you. We even have financing on precious metals for those that want to take a little bit more risk in life. Um, but as you know, you get older, a little bit risk is should be out of it. Um, look at the website. Mm-hmm. It's easy for you to open an account, buy metal, but at the same time, Click on to Guildhall Diamonds and go and visit our collection of natural fancy colored diamonds. We are very, very excited about it. And we have diamonds that range, you know, you can get into a one-carat fancy, uh, internally flawless yellow for as little as $9,995. This is a type of diamond you hold on for 10 years, could easily be worth $40,000. They're doubling every you know, four to five years, especially in the in the yellows. It's like real estate. It's location, location, location. Um, we take you through the whole process. As we said in the previous uh, segment, Nicol wrote uh, a brochure on how to buy a natural fancy color diamond. There's not a lot of information. You can go to other websites. Um, at Guildhall, one of the things that we do is we the diamonds that we pick out are of the best quality. So I'm not uh, in a situation where when you buy a diamond from me, you say, well, I'm never, ever going to take it back. We're happy sometime down the road, whether it's five years, 10 years, 15 years, you want to bring that diamond back to us. I know where that diamond came from. I know the history of that diamond, and I know how that diamond is almost impossible to replace, and I will be happy to resell that diamond, put it on our website, uh, use all the... Uh, mechanics that we have, everything that we have available to sell that diamond to our collectors, to new customers, uh, to email our customer list, which is extensive. We sell all over the world, um, so it's not a problem for us to resell a diamond. It's not like selling a stock where it's going to sell in one day. You know, some diamonds we can sell in a day. Some diamonds may take six months, nine months to move. Mm -hmm. But they're always going up in value, so we really don't have a problem reselling diamonds. 1-866-274-9570, guildhalldiamonds.com online. Paul, what makes you different than anybody else? Well, you know, we specialize in the highest quality diamond. We're a a family business. Um, My son, my daughter, my wife, my son-in-law all work in the business. Uh, Darren, my senior broker, one of the best diamond salesmen out there. He knows enough about diamonds and has taught himself extremely well uh, and has a great influence as well as what we purchase. He knows what his clients look for, and uh, we go out and try to obtain that type of diamond. We 
Every diamond we sell comes with a GIA. Now, not everybody knows what GIA is, but it's a Gemology Institute of America. That is the certification of the diamond. It tells you everything about the diamond. That is the diamond's classification. We give you an independent appraisal when you purchase the diamond, so you have an idea of what the value is to replace it if it's lost or stolen. We're a member of the NCDIA, which is the National Colored Diamond Association out of New York, and it's a very, very small, clicky group. Um, everybody knows everybody, and we all take care of each other to make sure that everybody is in line and is doing the best, best job for their clients. That's what we offer at Guild Hall. We take you through a whole process. You know, when we show you diamonds... You know, the diamond is normally going to pick you out rather than you pick the diamond out. Right. Uh, it's an incredible thing. Uh, women, you know, most of our women love yellow diamonds. The guys come in and they always go pink, for the pinks because right? they're looking at the money value. They're looking at histories. They, they know since, you know, we educate to the fact that we show our clients Records. We show them what's going on in auctions, how pinks and blues and, and yellows have gone up in the last 15, 20 years. This is basically due to, you know, movie stars, sports personalities, the red carpet, people on the red carpet wearing these diamonds. It's a, it's a, you know, you can be married for 25 years and you've bought your wife the engagement ring and you bought her jewelry all the way, all the way up and you're doing pretty well you want to show something of affection and you want to show something that you're proud of um, and this is where colored diamonds come into effect especially natural fancy colored diamonds of the top quality um, and top carat weight these are the diamonds that people want we also can make jewelry for you we have a great great designer where we can take a piece whether it's a ring whether it's a pendant whether it's earrings for men whether it's cufflinks tie pins we can design and create everything for you but not only that it's wealth to wear it's something yeah. that's going to appreciate in value white diamonds are nice but nicole as she said in the other segment d quality are probably the only diamonds that really appreciate and if you're going to buy a d diamond you've normally got to be internally flawless and you should be looking at around about three carat because that's what's going to go up in value so just buy a yellow so by yellow, Start off right. we're getting a lot of couples now getting engaged. They're starting off with that carat, carat and a half. Basically, for the same price that you can buy a white diamond for, but a diamond that's going to hold its value and appreciate. This is the key thing. At Guildhall Diamonds, we want you to have something that you're going to enjoy and make money on, something that you can pass down to your kids. It's an heirloom or something that you can pass on as an inheritance. As I said earlier... My kids all have diamonds. My grandkids have diamonds. They are taken care of. one 274 9570 com online. Darren, talk to me. Well, I want to remind everybody that the closer we get to October the 8th, which is a crucial point in the diamond industry because that is the closing date for all uh, bids on the Argyle tender for this year's oh. tender. And it's a, it's a one-month thing, and it goes on, and it's, of course, the diamonds are shown all over the world, and uh, bids are limited to a very exclusive group of people, and Nicole has talked about it and written about it at length. And, of course, as this date approaches, it's important to remind people that of what we have on the site in Pink Diamonds, 
this is the time of year which, uh, concluding that particular uh, event, we will find out through our suppliers and our partners worldwide what was paid uh, for a lot of those diamonds. And, of course, they'll come to us saying, do you want to buy some? And, of course, we may, we may not, but it depends on what is being offered. But that is the time of year when you typically see price increases in the pink diamond market, one of them. There are a few, but that is one of the big ones. And it would be uh, great if I'm an investor, I know that I like colored diamonds, I'm thinking about owning a colored diamond, to look right now at the site and say, hey, what do you have there, what's available, and what do you perceive the difference in price to be? In some years past, it's been as much as 10, 15, maybe 20% post-Argyle tender. And that can happen because the demand starts to skyrocket once everybody finds out that they were paying that much more for a per-carat pink diamond. And those are for SI diamonds. So slightly included, and we do not sell slightly included. VS are exceedingly rare. You're talking about the rarest of the rare. So when you go onto our website and you look under the pink category, you may not see a lot of pink diamonds there. But in the industry, having VS, that's a lot, actually. So Darren had an excellent point. We've seen pink diamonds go up as much as 30% on VS diamonds. If you're looking, now is the time to at least make an appointment. We could put it on hold for you and just talk to us because we know from past experience the prices are going to jump up. Again, when you're buying a natural fancy colored diamond, you know, it's okay to be in the stock market. It's okay to be even in gold and silver, you know, in your 30s and 40s. But when you get into your 50s and 60s and 70s, you really don't want to take a risk. And the natural fancy colored diamond is probably the safest and best investment that you can make. It's a well-kept secret. You know, for generations and generations, the wealthy, the royalty have been collecting natural fancy colored diamonds. And these diamonds are now coming into auction and fetching incredible prices, 40 $50, 60000000 million, which affects the price of smaller diamonds of a carat, two, three carat, it, it dribbles down. So the type of quality that we sell is the type of diamond that where you put out 25000 or 50000 a 100000 um, You are going to make money. It's a, an investment that you can put aside. It's not like watching the stock market where you get upset when the market goes up and down. Natural fancy colored diamonds is, a, is an investment. Whether you wear it or whether you put it in your safe deposit box, it's just going to increase in value every year. For the last 40 years, it's gone up in inflationary times, in depression times, in the worst of times with you know banks closing and uh, dot-com crashing, mm-hmm. natural fancy colored diamonds have still increased in value. In, the, in, in fact, in actual fact, in 2008, when everything crashed, uh, diamonds' natural fancy colors went up between 10 and 15% when everything was going in the dumper. In fact, this month we are featured in Dolce magazine. There's an article about uh, Guildhall Diamonds and myself. Uh, as I said, I've been a collector for quite some time, and I find that this is one of the best-kept secrets in investing. If you want to learn more, you need to get our 10-step brochure on investing in natural fancy color diamonds. Give us a call at Guildhall Diamonds. And that'll pretty much wrap another edition of The Real Money Show. The number to start investing, one 274 9570 and online at guildhalldiamonds.com.